Hi, babes. Guess what? We have a new segment on the block. It is Wednesday, and that means that we are launching the newest segment of the Bay Bay of Podcast called Women to Watch, where I sit down and chat with some of the most badass babes in their industry, babes that are blazing some trails, also some babes that are really just getting some shit done and following their dreams and jumping into their passion projects. So I'm so excited that you guys are here to listen on an additional episode this week. And uh, stay tuned and make sure to follow them on social media when you're done um, and give them all the support that they deserve. Thank you so much. And I can't wait for you guys to see who's up next. Oh my gosh. Are you guys just as obsessed with my new remix intro for Women to Watch Wednesday than I am? I mean, seriously, how the hell do these random ass things happen to me all the time? But luckily, there are some great babes in my corner. So we're going to work on that little remix or keep it. Who knows? I mean, it's just hilarious and I love it, to be quite honest with you. So before we dive into it, I just want to thank you guys for loving this segment so much. It has been something that I have been so encouraged to do for the last couple of years in order to just highlight women that are doing some really great things. And honestly, I learn every time I sit down with someone. So this week's episode is with Shanila Sitar. She's the founder of Flow Breathwork Facilitator Training, author of the book Breathe, which you can actually find on Amazon. Pre-order, obviously, go support her. A fourth-generation sound healer, women's researcher, national speaker, and host of a top six podcast called The Playground. She is also the creator of Always Play Studios and the Integrative Healing Academy, where she trains sound healers on breathwork, facilitating, and mentors who inspire healers in the healing rights. Arts. Sorry, I can't talk today. Ay, ay, ay. Um, So she is basically, you can find all of her work at alwaysplay.org. And the playground is obviously anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So I'm super excited that you guys are here. So you can find the breathwork book at alwaysplay.org forward slash order breathe. And the playground podcast is actually um, at alwaysplay.org forward slash podcast. And she does have a free communities for healers and mystics. And I'll put that URL in the bottom of the show notes. You guys can Find her. Holy macaroni. I love a good intro. Let's just be honest. So this episode is actually one of my longest in quite a while. Um, It's so jam-packed of amazing scientific information as well as the way it kind of coincides with your body. And I just had no idea and no expectation going into it. Um, And I was fucking floored in the best way possible. I think Shanila is a trailblazer in the breathwork industry and just really can't wait to take one of her classes. You can actually watch them online um, on YouTube or if you're in the Austin area, you can attend a class and I'll obviously put those show notes here in the bottom. Now, something I've not really ever done before because this episode is so long, I have broken it up into parts throughout this episode um, where we basically can Um, I kind of go on a step-by-step as to listen to what's next. So luckily, um, everything is amazing to hear. And I am just so thankful that Shanila took the time to sit down with me a couple weeks ago. And I hope you guys will find such great joy in this as well. So uh, buckle up, babes. Here we go. My Woman to Watch Wednesday, Shanila Sitar. Let's do it. Hi. Hey there. Look at you looking all profesh. (laughs) This is where I film. (laughs) That's awesome. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Jess, right? Yeah, good. I um, love your bow. It's so cute. It's a headscarf so and I like didn't do my hair and I was like, what? what? Was at least I look a little bit put together. It's so cute. <laughs> I love it. I love your twinkle lights back there. Like the whole mood. I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you my crystal bowls. They're they're back here too. I was doing a little filming. Oh, cool. That's awesome. I'm so excited to learn about it. Um, Thanks for hanging out with me today. I'm so excited. Hey. I know it like took forever to figure it out. Like, <laughs> God, I'm still I doing would, that. I would love to know a little bit about you too. Yeah, of course. Um, Do you want to talk about me first or you? I mean, whoever. 
<laughs> take turns well no i always like to have like a little q a at the end like if you want to ask me anything so um we can do it at the beginning if you want to to ask oh. me no you you go you go with your flow I'll, uh, i'm i'm an open book okay cool so um shania right is that how you say your name shanila okay i wasn't sure like how the yell played in so i appreciate that um so you are on the pod today hello well not today hey. whenever it comes you know the day the day <laughs> the day the day shall come <laughs> yes so tell the babes a little bit about you kind of like what you do um where you're from kind of just a little bit of of you sure so friend thank you for having me on i'm i'm shanila uh, and I'm the founder of Always Play Studios and the Integrative Healing Academy, where I train sound healers, breathwork facilitators, and I mentor aspiring healers. And I'm the author of a book called Breathe. And, you know, my background is in research science. But for the last six, seven years, this is what I've been doing. This is where what my jam is. And I'm so excited to be on the podcast. That's awesome. So how did you kind of, what did you do before that made you transition over to want to be more focused on like the healing and the breath work? Was it always something that kind of was always there and you just kind of transitioned it into a more full-time aspect or kind of tell us a little bit about how it developed? Yeah, also, the name is way fun. I'm like, <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, it's always Play Studios. No, the thing is, I was I was working in research science and uh, I before that I had a an award winning digital agency that I founded from my dorm room and I was having a lot of fun making websites and making databases and all that cool stuff. Uh, but I always kind of found myself getting sick out of nowhere, just like things manifested in my body that was just like panic attacks and my hair was falling out and weird sleep and weird mood kind of things and. I don't know if, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in my early thirties now, but at that time in my early twenties, if you ever go to the doctor and you're like, these things are happening, they kind of just tell you that it's stress or it's like hormones, it's your period or whatever. They, it's very dismissive. And so I actually found myself in, in a lot of different, um, scenarios where I was experiencing this throughout like sustained periods of time. And in while I was working in research science, I was working with different, um, universities around the country looking at what keeps girls interested in math and sciences so the work i loved it wasn't like oh i need to leave this career i don't have a sob story about like let me leave my corporate job and you know like follow my passion i was like no i really fucking love this i really love like doing all the things and you know looking at grids and perfectionism and women's experiences it's just like right up my alley mentoring you know eighth graders and it's it's just really fulfilling but i just felt that i was i didn't really have the tools to take care of myself you get i don't know if you know but nobody teaches you how to take care of yourself no so you, ha you have like the physical stuff like you know you're ne you need to you know like whatever manage your food you have to you know exercise drink water exercise yeah yeah like those drink water exercise get some sunlight yeah those are the bare minimums but what about like emotional healing or uh mental health and mental wellness what about the spiritual and energetic wellness all those things especially from my background in a, as a as an immigrant to this country we never like touched upon any of these topics we never talked about well-being in that kind of way and and it's a, it's a pretty common thing in our society in even in us right like we don't really talk about the emotional aspects of Oh, the person, the emotional wellness. So I got, it caught up to me again. I was just like, why am I feeling sick? And I'm just a very generally healthy person. I'm an athlete. I do all the things. I, I'm like happy, quote unquote, you know, but like all these different things start to manifest in my body. So long story short, pretty much it came from a need becoming into holistic health and holistic wellness and uh, and, you know, diving deep into learning about breath work and sound healing and, you know, energy work and all that stuff came from my own need to heal myself. And I was pretty much like desperate to find ways to take care of myself that didn't have to do with like over medication and, you know, ignoring it and kind of just like suppressing it and, and pretending like it's not happening. It's like, no, I feel it. Like there's some weird shit in my stomach. My hair is falling out. Like what is happening? And you can't just tell me stress. Cause like, I'm not stressed. I'm traveling the world. I'm traveling the country. Like things are pretty good here. You yeah. know, but there's just like the things, there's just like some, something, some element of that, that wasn't working out. And so I ended up experiencing my first sound bath. And if anybody who's listening, they're like, what the hell is a sound bath? Yes, please. Uh, I, like, I've seen it, but I'm like, how does it, what the hell? And is just, it too woo-woo for me? I don't know. 
it should it shouldn't be too woo woo for you because this is uh if you listen to music you you participate in sound healing if you sing you participate in sound healing it's basically using sound and music in order to get your body and your energy into um, certain states so there's you know different brain states there's alpha beta delta gamma and this is science this isn't just like me making up like situations different different sounds and different frequencies get your brain into different states so for a lot of us who are frequently stressed out or we're panicking all the time or we're yeah just is like pointing at herself <laughs> <laughs> If you get poor sleep, your body essentially never gets into this this thing in your body called the parasympathetic nervous state, which is basically where your body learns how to rest, digest, heal itself. It ha it 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 includes your chemical production, your hormone production, and not just its production, but the way that you absorb those chemicals that are being produced. It has implications on your digestion, your immunity, all the things is in the parasympathetic nervous state. But because a lot of us panic all day long and we don't even know that we're fucking panicking all the time. And when we sleep, we're also stressed out or we've like eaten a huge meal before we've gone to sleep. So our body's like awake and digesting our food. Our body doesn't get to that relaxation state. So sound healing is basically the way that I practice it is with crystal singing bowls that have particular frequencies that allow you to get into these deep theta states. And I always say it's like the cheater's way to meditate. Like you, you're if you're somebody who like hates meditation or you're just like, I'm not going to be able to sit in a cave and fucking like cross my legs and meditate and act like everything's zen. Like that's me, you know, like I was not yeah. meditating. And when you ask me like, oh, is this something that I've always been doing? Like, oh, hell no. Like you cannot get me to, you know, like you cannot get me to like meditate and you know i also thought that it, it looked it looked too stuffy for me but then yeah. when i fir first experienced my sound bath it was like a complete accident i didn't seek it out or anything i was at a music festival looking at um, best place to do it you know love, and love it this is where it was and there was just like a bunch of people with their like crystal bowls and gongs and at this time i'm like heavily in my science background so my eyes are just rolling into the back of my head like what the hell but it looked like they were like having a really nice nap and you know i'm a cat so i don't i don't like ever put down a nap good to nap time you know i'm like you have sunshine you have some blankets like i'll go out here and like take a nap with you too i love but a good I, snuggle you know and I, and I was there with my bestie and some of her friends and we just laid down and we cut the tail end of the sound bath. But basically it was the first time in my life where I experienced like actual stillness in my brain. I'm like, what? Like all, there's like not all these dialogue that's happening and there's like not all these like things that are happening. It was the first time I just got like the the silence the stillness, the equilibrium. And then I was like, whoa, what is that feeling? And actually right after it, I completely forgot that I had experienced it for like another year until these things came back into my body. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like what if I go get like a crystal, a little Tibetan bowl, you know, and, and start practicing that. So I was that girl like with this little Tibetan bowl who would be like, hey, listen to this. And I would take it along to my friends and I didn't know the science behind it. I didn't know the energetics behind it. I didn't know anything about, about it. I was just like, just experience it. And then they started to notice their mood change. They started to notice their sleep change. They started to notice all these different things. And I was like, see, there's something to that. And then, uh, yeah, so long story short, that's pretty much how I got into it. That's so crazy. Like I think it's so cool that you kind of meld together like the science and the spiritual like realms together because you at first you're like mm, I'm too uh left brain for this but then your right brain was like um hello I'm yeah. over here let's figure something else out let's see what's yeah. new and creative so I think that's really cool I, especially because I really relate to the fact, and I'm sure a lot of my listeners can, is that like, I never slow down. Like I did a podcast literally half an hour ago and she's like, so how do you do all of it? I was like, what do you mean? How do I do all of it? I just do it. She's like, I was like, I suck at rest. I don't do well with any of that. Like no. <laughs> I literally like will sleep eight hours and don't feel rested. And I'm like, did I eat something weird yesterday? Like what's keeping my body like not at rest. And so I think that's very integral part of like learning that maybe like there are habits I need to also work into my life. I don't like to say, I don't say routine because I never stick to those. So like just one or two things you can switch that can definitely change how you feel. Because I think like even just showing up today, I was like, oh, I'm so like 
tired. Like I'm just tired. I always show up, but like, I'm just like, can my brain handle it? Like, am I okay to do it today? Do I need to cancel? My husband literally was like, you get your cute little booty in there because you know once you start talking to these babes you're gonna have so much fun and it's gonna be enlightening and experience it like something that you normally don't do on a Saturday so like do that different thing and just go for it so so what are some smaller tips rather than like if someone's not ready to like carry around Tibetan bowls (laughs) what's like a good way that they can transition a little bit into bringing more of that like different sound like aesthetic into their daily like life yeah i mean it really hits me when you're talking about like a go 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 energy Mm -hmm. because i think that is a very capitalized energy that we're part of and i think we have like a lot of pride around being like the doers and the productivities but that's also something us as a collective has to heal through too and that means like learning to understand like what your personal energetic flows are because there are certain seasons where you're meant to work and there are certain seasons where you're meant to rest and so when you lean into that basically what you're doing it as a practical tool is like you're honoring your own personal energy and so for a lot of us we wake up and we have to like take take a you know like shot of i actually don't even know how people drink coffee so I, maybe it's a shot of coffee <laughs> do people take shots of coffee i don't fucking yes. know but espresso ones it's some a, of them get stored in, in a giant cup you know it's like a energy drink and whatever you you a lot of us we don't have any kind of clue what our natural rhythms are we have no fucking clue what our natural rhythms are. We wake up to an alarm clock. We we have like ding 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 on on uh, on our on our list, and we feel like so productive about it because like we we participate in this hyper masculine energy, which is all about burnout. When you actually learn your own personal flow, you start to create moments of very quote unquote productive time in your life, and then also allow time for that feminine energy, which is also also about just enjoying the things that you do so do you like do things and not enjoy them so to answer your questions like what is an applicable thing it's like to actually understand what your natural flow and rhythms are so that you understand that my body's not asking for food at 9 a.m my body's not asking to sleep at this time my body's not asking to that is this something that you regimed into yourself and i love that you said like oh i I hate the word routine is because routines are not meant to meant to exist there's there's certain routines that are beneficial for you for that season of your life and it's very individual to you and certain routines that are going to be changing in another part of the life so if we're talking about like beginning to understand that it's all about coming back to understanding how it is that you're breathing. It's not about getting sound bowls that you can carry around. If you if you don't want to be the practitioner, go to YouTube and watch a meditation. Like I have YouTube videos there. You can listen to my sound baths. You know, you can come to my breathwork classes. You can do all of that stuff. But it comes back to you creating awareness of what it is that you're happening. Like, are you okay right now? Like when you do all the like, are you okay? Does this did this fulfill you? Or at the end of the day, are you fucking wiped out? Yeah. So if you're if you're wiped out, then that's that's an energetic clue to you that you're causing long term burnout in your body. And and maybe you're young, you don't feel that, but it's going to come. It's going to manifest in your body with different types of illnesses. This is not in ease. So if you're getting stomach pain, it's like, oh, is that unrelated? Are you getting cysts in your stomach? Is that unrelated? Do you have a burden on your back? Is that unrelated? Do you have pain in your heart? Is that a heartache, grief that hasn't been processed? All emotions in your body are energy in motion. Literally the word emotion stands for energy in motion. So if you're not processing your shit, if you're just going through like, I don't feel anything, I have to check off shit on my list and I have to blah, blah, blah. Then like you need, you need to find out how you can go through one day without getting something done. Cause that's something trained into you from wanting to be seen by other people. Maybe you're looking for a validation from other people. Maybe you give yourself not enough self-love so you feel like you fail somehow if only 30 percent of your list is done and and you're setting yourself up for failure because you're creating things for you to do because you can't spend time with yourself okay girl like why are you taking me to church today and why am i freaking cry Don't worry, babes. I'd never leave you hanging in the middle of an episode. It's time for an ad. So don't worry your pretty little heads. If this is not your jam, it's cool to fast forward just a little bit. But I think you'll want to stick around and hear what's up next. 
Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the rest of the episode. Stop <laughs> it right now. It is, yeah. I am not ready. I, I meant the general you, not you. you <laughs> I, I was talking to you, but if the shoe fits, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I think like we mentioned before, but like hustle culture is so like, yes, like let's hustle. Let's do the things. Let's mark the shit off the list. Like I suck at rest. Like mm. my husband tells me all the time. He's like, you are creating chaos without needing it. You worry because there's nothing to worry about. And so I've really been trying recently to understand how I'm feeling, right? Whether it be, I'm about to cry, I hate emotion. So like, this is a very fun awakening for me today. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, I, like you said, like the heartache and the grief, like that sits there for many things. Right. And I refuse to talk about it or to like cry about it. Or like, I have to get myself so fucking stressed out or pissed off that then I cry. I'm like, I'm not one of those people that can just sit down and do it or like immediately comes flowing out of their face. Like I have to do it with intention or it's an accident. Right. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that you kind of chatted about how like all of the emotion is actually energy because I never really thought about it like that literally the word. That kind of like if it, yeah I'm like I studied English in college and never put that in my syllabus listen e it should emotion. be yeah you know like e equals mc square yeah yeah so e when it stands for energy equals matter uh, basically the word emotion is energy in motion. And it's so important that you mentioned that it's like, okay, I'm not going to cry because like it has to be intentional. The thing is like, nobody's like saying you need to cry. Maybe for you, it's like shouting. Maybe for you, it's like screaming. Maybe it's a different form of like expression. So like, for example, in, if anybody's experienced, well, the type of breathwork that I teach is called flow breathwork. It's my own creation of breathwork where we're dancing while we're breathing. This isn't just like close your mind and like, shut shut up and like nothing has happened you're doing breath work which is uh, a traditionally a very masculine energy is very regimented like here 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 and so in my practice in the last six seven years i actually found this like really um natural intuitive need to move my hips while i was doing breath work and i kind of felt some shame around it i was like oh like am i not supposed to am i just supposed to like you know like be strict and stiff and then i understood the way that women heal in their body is absolutely different than the way that men heal in their body we have a lot of sexual and sensual oppression in our hips and women carry grief in the lower back and so all these heavy womb space you like you have to move your body you have to snake your body and so when I started to add the breath into my movement oh my gosh like things happen for me that I can't even explain and you know low-key oftentimes when we're experiencing breath work in like a group setting people people are having orgasms they're like shouting they're screaming somebody's like laughing while somebody's crying while like expression of your energy is so unique to you so I can't tell you like oh you need to cry in order to like uh, to get through this emotion because maybe you don't need to cry maybe yeah. you're you need to like shake your ass or maybe you need to like shake your body or maybe you need to scream at the top of your lungs or maybe it's you need to sing right so for you intuitively something something's gonna come up for you and again jess i'm not attacking you because I, <laughs> I know I it's a general you. you i'm here now i'm here now <laughs> I, I, I wanted i wanted to like just, just like you know put the disclaimer out there it's like the listeners you like the general you like when you ex- experience awareness of your body it doesn't matter if you're doing that through breath work or sound healing or dance or movement or yoga or writing or drawing or saying it literally is irrelevant you know you can't just sit here and be like this is the path and this is the way and this is how you cry and crying means this like no crying doesn't mean anything it's just the way that your body expels sometimes this is kind of freaky for people too like you'll have like a whole ass blood clot come out of your vagina and you're yeah like i see jess's face she's like so scared i mean like (laughs) flo is here and she is raging and i'm like yeah yeah exactly random ass shit flying out of your body no one ever knows 
But the, that's also the collection of energy in your body that we repress and understanding that your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body, your spiritual body, and your energetic body are all working together. So if you're like heavily regimented in like your physical and you're just like, boom, 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 like I know I like go exercise, I go do these things, but then you're not like eating right, then it's not going to match up. And if you are doing those things, but then like you don't take your, care of yourself emotionally, then those things are not going to match up. You're going to start to collect and you can call it different things you can call it like water retention you can call it you know like poor digestion but where does that actually come from that comes from your breath that comes from your awareness of your body so as you're going through your day and you're creating awareness in your life you start to notice like am i eating at 12 o'clock because it's like the time when i was told i have to eat or am, is my physical body asking me for this if you're in a nine to five how much of that is actual productivity time so maybe your your body naturally wakes up at 11 and so from 11 to 1 is like your juice zone and then from 1 to 5 you're completely useless you know yeah, what i mean it's me <laughs> it's the juice not the general you it's, it's, <laughs> it's all of us you know and, yeah. and and for me personally it's like okay there's some shame around like Oh, you're not an early waker, you know. And I tried to be an early waker like a couple years ago, and I was like, F I don't, I don't. Not this same. I'm like, I, I have one of my coworkers literally wakes up at like four thirty and works out before her kids. That's when I'm going school. to bed, you know. And I'm like, shit, I can't. I can't even wake up a half hour early. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like my yeah. nieces and nephews know if there's something going on, like, and they need to call us because we don't have children. Like they know not to call until eight a.m. My sister-in-law wakes up so early, and I was like, listen, I love you. Your yeah. children are the best. Yeah. But please do not call me before 8 a.m. But I love that you brought up kids too because like <laughs> they have natural rhythms when they're babies, right? And then and then we as a society kind of say like, this is the bedtime, but yeah. naturally it's not, you know? Like naturally yeah. their body, it's meant to go in these rhythms. But when they're babies, we're like, oh yeah, they need they need sleep every two hours. So they then the nap time change. It's like, but when you're an adult, why do we forget to measure that? Yeah, that's that didn't change for you. <laughs> like, it's oh, still, I love it. So you you have nap times. Like for me, like four four to seven. Like don't do not. You know, like I I will either nap or I'm like outside doing anything. There's like nothing that's gonna happen. That's like productivity. So then you can you can be like nicer to yourself. Cause then you're not like, oh my gosh, I just wasted three hours. Like, no, this this time was literally scheduled to like <laughs> not have anything done. You're like, the do not disturb is on. Don't come get it. Yeah, Can't yeah. get me. Not happening. Not I love right. it. I love that you talked about kind of like if you're nine to five, like if your afternoon is trash because you're busy, you're like you're more productive in the morning. Like I have a job now where I work from home, and so. <clears throat> I basically, at my old job, would always take lunch at noon, always, like no matter what, like I would go to lunch at noon, I would have my hour lunch, and then the rest of my afternoon, like that's when my clients knew they could come in, or like if random things popped up, or like I had certain things, office hours to take care of, like I knew that like in the afternoon, that's where most of my work was done, but now like most of my work, I feel I'm more energetic in the morning. And so like, if it's 12, 15 and I haven't taken lunch yet, every so often I'll be like, huh, I have been like checking with myself. Like, can I work a little extra harder for the next half hour and then take late lunch? Mm. But in my head, it's not really late lunch. Like I can take lunch whenever I want to. I can leave an hour early because I didn't yeah. eat like a traditional lunch. So like, I think it's interesting that you talked about how like, is your body really hungry at this time? Or are you doing it because you're bored? Are you doing it because you've been told that that's when you're supposed to take lunch? So like, I'm trying to break myself of that habit because I did it for so long at the same time. Mm. And I think that's really interesting. And that so, awareness is, is just kind of like coming back to how you do anything in your life. It's not just the eating part. It's not just, you know, like your productivity part. It is also just how you show up for yourself in the day to day. Yeah. So are you showing up like kind of being a bully to yourself because you're pushing yourself so hard? you know, with a list that you created for yourself, you know, it's like, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't subscribed to you. Like you chose to put these things on your list and now you're like bullying yourself through that. And so for a, a lot of, you know, I always say in a lot of my work is if you want to know how to participate in your life, you got to look at what's happening outside. You got to look at nature. And it's like so disrespectful to yourself if you think you're not part of nature. And so if the plants are like 
literally going to hibernate now so why would you think you're supposed to defy nature and be like this extra productive thing maybe it's a hibernation season for you too so what are the plants doing what are the animals doing like you know there's there's seasons for example like the winter season is a super hibernatory season it's not meant for you to be like doing it's meant for you to actually download ideas this is when your upper chakras are very creative you download a lot of ideas it's not necessarily the season where you act on it you can still do planning you can still do but it's not like boom, 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 because you literally don't have sunlight to do that. You don't, your body physio physiologically doesn't have a vitamin D in sunlight in order to produce the energy that's needed in order for you to produce energy on the output, right? You don't have input in order to give that output. So are plants like in the winter time blooming? Are they producing fruits? Are, you know, are they doing all this extra outward activities? No, they're chilling. They're like, we don't have sunlight. So we're gonna have to conserve our energy to the roots the ground underground the animals right before that season what did they do the squirrels harvested their nuts all the bears they got got their you know snacking on all the birds migrated like what did nature do and why haven't you figured out that you're part of nature too so fall seasons is, is a lot of like heavy hustle like very well it falls in virgo season so it's like very like hustle 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 like very doing 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 in preparation for you to just rest and relax in the winter season then we come into the spring season which is about planting so what is what is the outside doing now they're they're not blooming but they're getting ready to bloom so yeah now this is where you start to nurture your projects, start to nurture yourself, start to nurture little things, make little adjustments. Then there's a there's a maintenance season. Summer is like maintenance season. So you're not planting a lot of new things because with summer is also a fire season, sun, fire season. If you add fire to fire, you burn more. And that's how you get burnout, literally linguistics, you know, like the language literally comes from that. So how do you cool down fire? You actually rest, you maintain it. So you're not planting more things. You're seeing like, oh, this thing that I already planted, does it need a little bit more? Does it need some adjustment? Do I need to move it from the window? Do I need to add a little bit of water? Do I need fertilizer? Do I just leave it the fuck alone? It's good. Like it just needs to, you know, you know, if you touch yeah. it too much, yeah. like that you know it's like don't put your oils on on it on it you know don't put your hand oils on your plant like let it just you know maintain and navigate itself so there's that season and then you come so there's this ebb and flow that happens on a yearly season and these are ancient studies this is not something that i'm just saying to you this is <laughs> you're like girl this has been around longer than all of us yeah like so. people need to people need to people need to understand that when we exist in like a super capitalized you know, particularly colonized society that has subscribed us, you know, the nine to five, the seven day, you know, this like weird 360 uh, arbitrary start date of January 1st. There's also seasonal indicators of that. There's a 365 degree calendar that starts on the equinox, right? Like, so yeah. then, then you can understand, like, this is where you set your intentions, you plan, you go. And this comes all back to the first question you asked me around, like, how can we do this in the day to day? You know, so I don't have like a tool outside of you to share with you i can't yeah well i mean i'll plug my book like you can read <laughs> it's uh you know it's available on amazon and all of that stuff yeah. like you know get get to alwaysplay.org and order the book and yes there's exercises in there but it really comes back to your own awareness of like how it is that you move through the world what is it that you're feeling and are you going against the flow are you like trying to swim upstream all the time and then complaining being a victim being like everything is hard nothing is working are you forcing things in your life or are you actually just listening to your natural clues your natural clues says like yeah i'm really excited right now this is an amazing season for me to like pick up a new project actually i don't have energy and i'm seeing that people are picking up new projects but it's not my season and can you like get yourself to a point where you feel okay with that like yeah. accept bringing that awareness and acceptance that that's somebody else's season it might not be your season and then that's the yearly view but then there's also a monthly view back in the day again linguistics the month was called month because it was measured by the moon it was called month it was literally the measurement of the moon cycle and women before we had periods i mean before we had like birth control and all of that our moon cycle synced up with 
<laughs> the moon phases. So you would bleed with your tribe, with your people, with your village in the same circle. So you had an awareness of that natural thing in your body as well. So certain times of the month when you have when you're releasing this isn't when you're when you're releasing oftentimes it's like a birthing kind of energy too it's like i feel very creative yeah horny but then also like <laughs> you know like very creative energy like very like up 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 because you have chemicals in your body that is helping you feel that way yeah and another, another part of the body it's like depletion so if you're in depletion mode then why are you trying to do more against that? yeah, yeah. Like, why are you why are you adding to that depletion by counter by by not countering it like you're you're adding to it so if you're already at a negative like you're already you're going further and negative so it's understanding the ebb and flow of your body so that's the yearly view that's the monthly view and then you have in fancier words it's ultradian rhythms circadian rhythms infradian rhythms there's fancier words for that but then you have your daily rhythms here too right so now the daily is the first part we talked about around like what does your day actually look like so in in a in a part of the day in a part in a in a day that is part of you know your moon cycle you're going to be moving through a lot differently than if you weren't you know so your days are going to change through that and that comes back all around so creating awareness like how are you breathing through this are you aware of the emotions that you're processing or not processing are you aware that it's even here and it, and awareness is the key part you don't need to go and like heal it and do it and and, and, and add to your stress around it aware awareness is like 80 percent of the work and you're like oh shit you know yeah like oh and i think that's probably the hardest part and why a lot of people don't understand that all the things that you've talked about is because like it's the realization and like the self-evaluation of you of you right yeah. general you and personal you so yeah. like um, I think it's really hard sometimes for people to just fucking sit with themselves and like really understand not only how they work, but how they feel, because like in the middle of that hustle culture or that go, go, go task, 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 like you are doing so much that you don't have the opportunity or give yourself the opportunity to do that. So I think Absolutely. that's awesome. And then you can add in another factor like our addiction to social media and our phones and you know like always needing some kind of like electronic on and stuff and i can't say that i've healed through that or whatever you know it's like even if we, when you're on a podcast you're participating in digital culture when you're yeah. listening to it you're part you know you're all we're always going to participate in some way so it's not about like you got to disconnect and live off the grid. And da, da, da. if that's your life's calling, then you can go do that. It's about finding that balance on it. Like, is this supporting your life? Is this adding to you or is this detracting from you? Is this deflating you, right? So is this helping or is it hurting? In simple yeah. words, like if this is not helping, your, your task isn't to do something extreme. And I think that a lot of times when we think about like making uh, micro shifts in our or making shifts in our life, we think about making these like huge kind of like dramatic things so, like, uh, like cut off my hair, all of it. And then like, you know, it's like now I have to go like this hard on my routine. And it's like, no, if you force yourself to do this, this is not going to be something maintainable for you. Like yeah. you're setting yourself up <laughs> to fail by forcing yourself and bullying yourself into something when really when you create awareness in your life it's about making really intentional micro shifts in your life so just that one adjustment that you make it's like okay maybe i don't have the opportunity to wake up at the time that i want to because i gotta go be i gotta be somewhere i can't just like naturally you know there is privilege and luxury involved in being able to like have a ha have your schedule like that but maybe you have a little bit of agency around what time you go to bed and what you know how you're feeding yourself through the day or when you're eating or when your productivity moments or when you take a meeting and not it's not all of these things at the same time is just making these micro adjustments and and understanding that all these efforts pay off over time right it's compounded effort so if you do it for a week you might absolutely notice that and to come back to my little tibetan bowl that you know i was like dinging i didn't i didn't have like a whole meditation session i was like i don't know how to do it i don't know how to do all this you know i would like literally ding it in the morning and i would just like a play 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 for like another one minute like maximum one minute i had didn't even have patience to do it for like more than a minute you know and then i would close my eyes and i would just go 
you know, like just breathe. I, I, I had no routine to that. But every single morning I decided to do that. And then I started to notice the effects of how that was actually changing the way that I was participating in my day. I'm like, wow, I'm, I, I responded differently. I, I reacted differently. You know what? Like I have a little bit more awareness. I feel a little bit more calmer. It's not like, boom, this is the magic pill. It's the yeah. compounded effort over time. So then I started to do it at nighttime too. One minute, like I cannot more than that, like just one minute. And and nights that I didn't have it because I was traveling or whatever, or nights that I forgot to forgive, like forgive, just move on, you know, just forgive yeah. yourself and like move on. It's just adding those efforts up over time. And then at nighttime, I'm like, wow, my sleep is different. I'm like sleeping differently. And somebody who's had like chronic insomnia for my whole life, like this was new, like this was fresh and new. I'm like, wow, this is absolutely new. And I started to notice like my my energy was different when I was waking up in the morning. So now we're done a full circle. You change your thing in the morning and now you change your thing at the nighttime. And all it took was like two minutes, one in the morning and one at nighttime. So it's not about like now you need a Zen Den and now you need to be able to go here or you need so much money or you need this and that. It's like what kind of awareness are you creating just within yourself that makes it not difficult to add in a practice in your life? So in, for example, in my book, my breath work book, <laughs> my 33 exercises, there's, th there's 33 exercises in there that are just simple. They're there for you to not like need something or now you need the music or what do I need? Da, da, da. You don't need anything. You bring awareness to your breath, breathing in through the nose and you breathe out through the mouth. And that automatically signals to your body just that even 30 seconds of breathing, your parasympathetic nervous state that gives you all the beautiful feel good hormones, the better sleep, the better mood, the better focus, the better energy, the better digestion, all the things that you're working, 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 working hard for throughout the day. It's like, it's just here for you with your breath. Easy. And I think that's a lot to take in because <laughs> that's funny. Um, because I think a lot of people forget to fucking slow down and breathe. Like for me personally, the me, the just me, <laughs> like in situations where I'm like excited or stressed out, like I hold my breath, obviously I should be breathing through those moments to like adapt my body to the stress or whatever is happening. Like, I think it's interesting that even just like one minute a day can change like the craziest things that you've been holding on to. I'm awake. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs coffee. Just listen to Shanila. Just listen. And you know, uh, for example, breathwork also releases all these chemicals in your body that makes you feel like you're high too. Yeah. And it's so like after a workout, like if you breathe correctly same. through a workout, like yeah. that endorphin rush is probably the same thing. Like, I totally understand that. That's awesome. Dopamine, oxytocin, uh, you know, trace amounts of DMT, all these amazing feel good hormones that you naturally <clears throat> create in your body is it's like you have access to that. And a lot yeah. of us are uh, are holding our breaths, even as you're listening to the podcast, you know, like, how are you breathing right now? You know? Most of you are holding your breath. <laughs> and, and if I ask you to take a deep breath in, you'll probably do something really silly like and breathe into your shoulders that have literally no lungs. You know, your shoulders, <laughs> I don't know about anatomy or like the school systems out here, but that's not where your lungs go. <laughs> and this goes back to that. This goes back. This goes back to children. Like if you look at little kids before they learned stress, before they learned to like hold their breath, like I'm a new auntie, right? My little nephew, I moved to, uh, to be close to my little nephew. Babies, they breathe with their bellies because that's where the diaphragm is. Nobody taught them how to breathe. Animals, pets, they breathe with their bellies. They don't breathe with their chest, they breathe in their bellies. So through time, because we experience stress and anxiety and nervousness and anxiousness, we start to hold our breath and then when we do try to take an intentional breath, we breathe in our chest. It's called thoracic breathing, chest breathing. But all your good stuff, all the hormones that we're talking about, all the feel good stuff, all that shit lives in your stomach. So when you when you breathe, when you laugh, it, that's breath work. Laughing is breath work. When you're pumping out hormones to your body like that, why do you feel high after laughing? 
yeah you had a good time with your friend you made a you know emotional connection with a friend because it was like hilarious like cool jokes are cool but then laughing in itself like you get the tingling in your fingers you get the tingling in your feet you get this like ha ah, ecstatic kind of feeling so even if you're like fake laughing you're essentially tricking your body and it becomes kind of this a mischievous act for us to constantly have to trick our body because our body is constantly tricking us into feel believing that we're stressed out. So when you receive that email and you you get that burden on your shoulder, you get that like heaviness in your heart and your chest, you're not breathing. Your body just tricked you into believing that this email is like the most important thing that's going to ever happen. Like you live and you die, you know, there's like so much worse things that happen in yeah. life that are just this 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 stupid email that you're scared of and so over time we become acclimated to believing this regular day-to-day -day activities are these big scary things like email you know it's like oh i have to and somebody's phone you know this generation our generation is like oh no phone call like we can't have a phone call like why do you i love a phone call you know same yeah. here <laughs> Like, do I look like I don't like to talk? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> is it on my face? Does the R is the RBF coming out? I hope not. But also, you know, I like words. Words like so, say something. Let me hear the intonation. But like these things have we've we've started to believe that these things in society are scary and so yeah. our body is essentially just reacting to the cues that you give it so the number one thing that happens is your breath so if you're holding your breath then even if you're not scared even if like in quote unquote your perceived reality of this situation even if you think if you even if you logically know this is just an email it will pass this is just a friend calling it will be okay you know this is just a paper this is you know whatever your stress thing is even if you logically know this will pass your body is receiving a different clue because you're holding your breath so now yeah. you can trick your body into understanding that you're safe here this is your parasympathetic nervous system versus your sympathetic nervous system which is all about keeping you in survival mode and that's a good thing in certain stages because like your society like us as people have survived because we have that survival instinct we know how to like get shit done we know how to hustle we know how to do it we you know our back against the wall we can make it happen you know but then that in times when you are in a safe space you're in your home you're okay like you're you got your pajamas on you know like throw off your bra like eat snacks off your you know like your blanket like whatever whatever it is that you're doing your body also needs to match that clue if you're in yeah. a safe space you got to train your body to feel that safety too no i love it oh speaking of safety we talk a lot about emotional toolboxes like i love to talk about what's in people's boxes sounds so dirty but awesome at the same hey. time um so like what outside of the breathing and the breath work and your cute little tibetan bowl what do you have in your emotional toolbox basically something that comes back to you something that helps boost your confidence to like propel yourself through situations that are uncomfortable or scared or that you don't want to do yeah i mean like it's so interesting listening to this question right now because i think if you asked me five years ago it would just been like this 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 and this and that but then i'm just like wow good for you because the more that you practice just those micro things the better you are at like not depending on a thing you're mm -hmm. you're kind of just regulating it on on the go like it, it feels a really nice place to be asked this and i'm just like hmm, i think like I don't rely on a thing, but if I had to say like I have a practice that I like that is not a reliance, but I do like it is journaling. I love to, you know, um, at nighttime, just like brain dump. I love to write future notes to myself. I love to kind of just like create narratives and stories in, in, in my subconscious that allow me to know that I'm safe. So if even if I don't have like a 100% of safety in whatever it is that I'm experiencing, whether it's in my business or with my mentees or whatever it is that I'm doing, even if I don't feel like, yeah, everything is fine, everything is good. I write narratives that say the opposite. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I write the narrative on like the thing that I want to feel. So, you know, in, in different words, it, it might be called manifestation or law of attraction, future self journaling. There's fancy words for it. But for me, I just love to write down. <laughs> And it also feels like notes to my former self too, because years later I look at some, I don't like go read everything, but like sometimes I like skip through and I'm like, wow, you're leaving yourself clues along the way. Yeah. And you're leaving yourself 
the, the, the cues of what it is that you want to feel and the things that I didn't have the ability to feel at that moment in time. Now, when I look back and I see that this is what I wanted to feel and I feel that this is also how you can like measure your progress. So journaling for sure. Number one. I love that. That's one of my favorite ones. Like I was talking to a friend earlier about like <laughs> how I told my dad, if I ever like created a book and I would keep it in my maiden name <clears throat> because he only had girls. And so I was like, I should totally bust out like my old live journals and my spaces to like snag yeah. all of that good, good that I was like my freaking college angst. Right. Like yeah. I was like, I should totally produce that, but I love a brain dump because what it does is it allows you to like release that tension in your brain. But then also like, once you get to release that tension, like of what's really bothering you, you then get to the, the creative part. So like, I always love the creative transition into that. And so I love that that is what you use because I'm a huge advocate of all the things. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, so are there any like hype songs that you have? We're going to switch a little bit. So tell me what songs or like mantras kind of get you really hyped up to do anything that you're unsure of. Yeah, so my songs change over time because it's just like the moment moment in time. But one that I've been really digging lately is um, this artist called Sa Rock, S-A-R-O-C. And she has this song called Goddess Gang. And it's just like, yeah, because I've just been so into like, I've just been so into like, um, I was mentioning I teach flow breathwork, my own style of breathwork. Yeah. And so like the groups that I, I've been holding space for are pre predominantly women and predominantly BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, people of color. And, and just this like energy of movement, energy of like feeling safe in your body. And I just love the lyrics. And, it, and, it, and uh, I know you asked me like what gets me up, but it's like it gets me up because the group gets up, you know, like the yeah. collective gets up. And so like it's, the, it's this like group kind of energy. And I've also been like super digging Doja Cat. I've been digging um, on on like a more peaceful note. There's this there's this prayer called Devi prayer, D E V I prayer, um, and it's like a 21 minute like track. And basically, they're just like say uh, saying gratitudes and thank yous to all the 108 goddesses. And so it's like super feminine kind of energy, and it's in um, yeah, it's just like a beautiful kind of like peaceful meditative experience listening to that. No, you need to send me all those things i mean i, I know doja cat but <laughs> she's the only one i know no that's awesome and the reason why i like to ask that question is because i love finding new stuff that not only can help me but everyone else and and like when i mean you're in your early 30s so you might know i turned 41 tomorrow so i'm like i was all about oh, limewire and napster and so like i loved I to find songs when i was younger that nobody knew that i could share with people so that's why i like to ask that question because i feel like if you're finding good vibes with it like someone else can totally like learn something new especially if they're not used to a certain type of music or genre or like mantra or the routine word it's fine but yeah like i love that so I know you said earlier that you had recently kind of doing more of your breath work in your book and all that more on a full-time basis. So has there been anything lately that um, has been a challenge for you that you are proud and strong to feel when you overcame it? So kind of dive into that. <clears throat> yeah, so I've been doing this for about seven years now full time. And the thing is, like, it, I am in like this reflection era where uh, part of part of when you're kind of transitioning from a career in science, and then you're like in the mysticism and spiritual kind of world health and wellness, there's like a lot of inner stuff that comes up for you. So there's, there's a lot of, like, am I gonna be okay here? I was like, yeah. what am I doing? And it's like, this is not my background. You know, there's like imposter stories, there's a lot of different things that come up but I had been just in super deep reflection of kind of that earlier stages of my journey because a lot of the mentees that I work with are in there they're they're not where I am currently they're five years ago they're me five yeah. years ago so all the different things that that I went through was basically the amount of audacity I had to believe in myself in the way that I did and I would you know I'm based in Austin at the moment temporarily but I was in um, Los Angeles for a couple of years and I would be handing out like breathwork cards you know free 
free breathwork classes at the farmer's market and like trying to get people to come in and like practice with me and all this stuff and you know growing my business in that way and you know when 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 i reflect back into that journey when i reflect back into um having you know a sustainable business now we have a team of amazing people we have a breathwork club that runs every single sunday we've helped hundreds of facilitators we're some of the first people in southern california to receive grant funding to bring holistic healing tools to clinical populations so we've been able to put in programs in women's shelters veterans legions low-income schools we've trained a lot of bipoc facilitators and give scholarships and all this amazing 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 stuff and it's sometimes like really hard to forget like where you i mean really easy for you to forget like what it took to get here because yeah. while you're in the mud you're, you're not really understanding where you're going you're just in the process of that and so if i had to look back and i and, and i see and i say like oh you know like this is where i am i don't feel like there's a final destination for me at all you know i my studio's called always play studios this is this is a practice what you preach kind of shit you know and i always and i always preach that you will change and evolve as a person you will not be this person five years from now <laughs> so, so you can be not be the same person like a minute ago that's not fair but but not to but not to say it in a way like oh go over wherever the wind flows because i still believe in consistency i still believe in discipline but it's a blend of you know having that masculine energy and also blending it with that divine feminine energy which is all about like enjoying and evolving and playing and just like doing things for the sake of liking not for having like an end result and it's just like something that i feel proud of myself for even even as i'm in the evolution of that I really look back and just you know pat my lower you know my, my little self on the bed on the back and on the head and just like you know good job because you didn't know that you were going to create a whole studio you didn't know that you were going to have a certification program for breathwork facilitators and sound healers you didn't know that it's all in evolution and this next evolution I remain flexible for this not to be like my full identity yeah I'm doing breathwork yeah I'm doing breathwork and yeah I'm doing breathwork 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 but it's if tomorrow is a different, you know, as I evolve, not just tomorrow, but in the next five years, if I'm like, wow, I, I, you know, learned a different craft or I learned this thing, I'm open to it integrating with what it is that I know. And even in the past, while I was integrating my science background into, you know, holistic health and wellness, I kind of, I kind of, res I, not resented, but I was kind of like pushing away the fact that like I was a scientist, that I was a researcher, because a lot of the people in the holistic health and wellness space that I was um, around, they talked about it, it, it talked about, you know, sound baths and breath work in such like a woo way. I didn't resonate with, with it, you know? Yeah. And and so when, when I started to really embrace my past background, that's when I started to get these grants. That's when I started to reach the type of clients that I love working with, the therapists, the nurses, the doulas, the people who are you know the the wellness leaders people who appreciate the science and the 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 linear logical systematic ways of thinking and they remain open to there being in a whole other world that the human population hasn't figured out how to express like how do you express consciousness like can you measure that there's no data you know like how do you yeah. measure your feelings like you don't know about like what about the dream was like there's all this this blend to that and i work with something that i've created as well called the healer archetypes and when you earlier said like oh you've done such a nice job like blending the signs and and and, yeah. and you know the woo it, there's literally a healer archetype that is that it's called the alchemist it's the people who are like connecting the dots for other people yeah so if you're a super scientist and you're talking uh, in such sciencey language you're only talking to people in academia and that's where i was i was in academia and if you're out here woo -woo -woo wooing you're only talking to that that group of people and then there's also people in the middle who don't resonate with each thing like they don't resonate here they don't resonate here they resonate with parts of that so the yeah. healer archetype really helps you kind of understand who it is that you are and your role in your gifts so my gift is that i can connect the dots for you like i can read you to a filth you know what i mean yeah it's like i can connect i can connect the dots like taking the taking your background and whatever it is that you studied versus all the things that you didn't formally study but then you have an interest in so acupuncturists are that breathwork facilitators are that a lot of sound healer healers are are that a lot of people who work in like nutrition like the yeah you're doing like very 
systematic things when you're doing nutrition, but then there's also creativity involved in it. There's art involved in it. There's the healing arts involved in that. Then we have nurture archetypes that are the people who really love working with one-on-one. So these are the, these are the people who are, who are the, the healers that work with their hands. So massage therapists, people who love intimate spaces. So they're not out here like connecting the dots for people. They're looking at you and spending one-on-one time with you. Like a doula is not like, oh, I have 10, ki- 10 pregnant people that I'm taking care of in, at the same time in the same room. Like you're taking care of that. That's a lot of multitasking. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that is just, you're, you're like one-on-one laser focus, but not all healers have, that as their main skill set they don't want to be like labor laser focused on that like womb massage and and this like very intimate spaces then we have transformers who are the the coaches so a lot of coaches in the coaching industry uh kind of balance between like the alchemist and and the um, transformer so transformers are the people who help you get transformations they are the ones who are really amazing at seeing the bigger picture and they know how to get you from point a to point b so if you're like this is my problem they know the one two three four five six seven steps to get you to point b they're the they're the of the you know bird's eye view they have really incredible way of seeing like the transformation that's going to take place so a transformer is probably uh, not going to enjoy spending that intimate space like a nurturer would. And then lastly, you have visionaries who are the people who are kind of changing the whole paradigm. So they're the ones who are changing the systems. They're the one who are creating schools. They're the one who are saying like, we need to study this. We, we need to learn this. We need to um, <clears throat> talk about this and we need to change the language around it. So this is your podcasters. These are the people who are creating, you know, these are the thought leaders. These are the people who are writing the books. These are the people who are, you know, getting out different schools of thoughts. And the truth is like, all of us are all different all four archetypes you can see yourself in all of these archetypes and different seasons you can have different ones but you predominantly are one archetype so the more that you lean into that archetype and and this is in retrospect this isn't something that i could have created years ago this is in retrospect having worked with hundreds of healers i'm like oh my gosh we are very specific categories and our yeah. strengths show up in the world in a very specific way so if you're trying to show up as a nurturer and that is like not your jam you will always hate working one-on-one with people you will always resent it you will always like not appreciate that experience if you are that nurturer who's like made to go on a stage and give a loud ass speech like that might not be your thing like because that's not in your in your in your energetic body to do so allowing yourself to understand and this is retrospectively i'm like wow i really leaned into the strengths that i had embracing myself as that as that alchemist embracing myself as like the connector of the dots and seeing like oh this language is too woo for you don't worry like we can talk about the mediational role of it like do you want me to turn science on you know what i mean because if i go there then you can't understand me here so how do i meet (laughs) you in the middle like how do i meet you in the middle the burden of communication is is on the person who's communicating you know it's not the person who's like i'm listening and how do i shift that so you might be at any part of that spectrum Whoever it is that you're talking to is not always in 50-50 middle. It might be 80-20, it might be here, right? It's like wherever it is that you're in the spectrum. So honestly, if I reflect back on the, the question that you asked around like the journey to, you know, coming into doing this full time, it's really just about understanding and learning about your own skills, my own mm-hmm. skills and leaning more into that rather than rejecting those skills. Because sometimes we're so interested to leave a label behind that we forget the skill sets that came with that label yeah for sure I love that no I'm like I must be honest with you I didn't know what I was going to get coming in with you and I am like blown away by like not only your knowledge of what you do but but why you've transitioned into the spot that you are now because I feel like there are so many cool things that you're doing that I just like want to go do right now I'm like do I sit in the garage by myself like what do I do how do I do it? <laughs> come to, come to I love it. Breathwork Club. Yes. <laughs> okay, Club. so before you get all nitty gritty with me, tell me, and I know you sprinkled this in periodically, which I appreciate and love, um, because yeah. it's like you're my own SEO search bar for your things. So um, tell me um, where the babes can find you online, how they get involved in what you're doing. Tell us where we can find you. So yeah, you, yeah, yeah. 
You can find me on <laughs> alwaysplay.org. That has all my links and all the fun stuff. You can follow me on social at shanila.sathar. I also have a podcast. It's called The Playground. Um, I put up YouTube videos sometimes on like sound healing and everything. But if you want to come breathe with me on Sunday night, I host a breathwork club and um, it's a whole platform. So you can come breathe with me. You can come breathe with a bunch of my facilitators. We're there every single Sunday night, 7 p.m. Central Time. The link is always on alwaysplay.org. You should definitely pre-order my book for sure. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's actually, you know, like an extra part of that is um, this is one of the first wellness books coming out by a South Asian person and a South Asian woman at that. And so I think it's I important that, you know, we support representation. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to like help out my publisher deciding to work with me again, like go ahead and pre-order. It makes a difference. Yes, girl. It's like your favorite new song coming out on Spotify. Do it. Exactly. I love and it. Yeah. You are such a pleasant surprise. <laughs> okay. So what do you want to ask me? I want to ask you like, what excites you and how do you love to play? Oh God. Um, I, we, <laughs> so my husband and I have been married for 10 years, uh, last December. And so literally in the middle of the panorama, we, moved all of our furniture, like our dining table and our buffet table to the wall. And we have a dance floor in our dining room. We don't eat in there anymore. We never really did. So like, it was just a catch-all and I was like, we need to do something different. So we like moved all the furniture and our dining room is the dance, like dance, like stage. So like anytime we're feeling like shit, anytime we're feeling great and our record player is over there too so like we just turn on records or music and like have at it and like anyone that comes over knows the first thing they have to do after they like take off their coat is uh dance on the um dining room floor so I'm always like dancing it out so when you talked earlier about how like you found that a lot of your body resonated like in your hips and like you just had to move your ass like I love that because anytime I'm feeling like shit or stress or whatever like I literally just like when I'm in doubt, I have to dance it out. Like it could be like from an old Grey's Anatomy episode that I saw where Meredith and Christina did it. I may have taken it, but it is taken on a new life. And I love it. Like I love a dance class. I love like new music. Like I love all of those things. So just like shaking it out, not in a Taylor Swift way, but like just really getting out the wiggles is huge for me. So like anytime I'm anxious, anytime I like, need to get my shit together like it's like what I do and sometimes it just involves like dan- jumping in a circle but I love that <laughs> and you have that in yeah. common because my living room, my my dining room is also a dance studio yes I think it should be normalized fuck the dining room table nobody eats there anymore nobody okay. eats there like I eat on the floor so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you too for sure awesome anything else I, yeah. So tell, well, how do you love to play? You just tell me what you'd like to do. Oh yeah. Enjoyment. True. Um, how I like to play. So I, uh, still go play golf. Like for me, like going back to that regimen is like where my mental peace is a lot of time. Like if I'm stressed or pissed, like maybe I don't play enough girl, like in general, like maybe I just don't maybe I don't even have an answer shit what do you like about what you do um I love being creative and I love like learning like I was an English teacher for years and so I know we talked a bit about the logistical part of all this but I love being a sponge and like learning from other people but also taking what I learned from them and turning it into my own like quirky creative manner like and having conversations around it. Um, I just love being weird and awkward and, you know, it's like my favorite thing about myself. Quirky as fuck, for sure. I like that. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Of course. I am so proud of all you're doing because it's like still very unknown in a lot of daily life. And so I am so thankful for what my listeners are going to hear, what the babes are going to find out, not only about you, but also the work that you do. And, and hopefully they will get as involved as I want to. So I am so thankful that you showed up for me today and I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Jen. Of course. Of course.
first and foremost, thank you so much for listening to me talk endlessly and with amazing people. Um, I'm so thankful that y'all are here and please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, follow all of the things on all the platforms. And if you don't know where to find me on social media, I am at the babe AF pod on Facebook and Instagram. You can also reach me via email. If you want to collab interview, have a fucking cocktail. I don't know. Um, the babe AF pod at gmail.com. Um, please make sure to review also. That's amazing. Um, I just want to hear from you and let me know how much you like it because I can't get better and I can't help you get better unless we do it together. So hope you guys have an amazing day and don't forget when in doubt, just fucking dance it out. Have a great week and we'll see you back next Friday.